0: Riddle lovers. This is Fatina. This is Brie. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. We have our first official guest that's not my wife on the podcast since starting chapter two surrogate wife. Yes, exactly. She's a chosen sister. She is uh, one of my best friends. This is Brie. And Bree, if you want to tell them, I don't know, a little bit about yourself or um, your candles, which is everyone should know about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm Fatina's friend. We went to college together. I married her I best that. friend. Oh <laughs> like she's just this chick that ended up marrying my best friend. I guess she can stay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, we went to college together. I married her best friend. I do make candles, so uh, willow and moose candles. I got some fall stuff out right now that I'm really excited about, and I'm just all around super ready for summer to be over and for fall to be here, even though it's 80 degrees and it's the last week of September, but it's fine. Yeah,
0: that's fun. (laughs) We're we're going through it. So fun story about Bree and I. We actually met, I think officially... (laughs) First time at Portland Airport when we were on our way to South Dakota for two weeks. <laughs>
1: yeah. And like very briefly before that, before when that, you and Tyson bit, were doing like the garage sale yes, or whatever to yes. raise money for the trip. But we had, I mean, we were
0: given this opportunity to go to South Dakota for two weeks on a mission trip and we, I don't know how much mission we did, but we, we had a great time. <laughs> Obviously, our lives would not be the same without that trip. No. And we, man, we have stories for days from that trip.
1: Yeah, that our professor will never hear
0: about. (laughs) There's um, stories involving buffaloes and horses.
1: And ticks. Oh, my God, and ticks. And... Jewel um, caves, which you reminded me caves? of the other That's day, right. and that memory—I don't know—didn't exist for whatever reason. And playing
0: kids for um some big stakes, some big <laughs> stakes.
1: You kept it a lot more PC. Yes, than what I, was I, I say. mean
0: I don't know if we should say that kids <laughs> had um things that us as young adults
1: really wanted. <laughs> Some may call it the devil's lettuce. That's right. And And we were there to not talk about the devil. Right. He showed up.
0: He showed up. He sure did. So Brie and I have had, I think, I mean, countless conversations about true crime and different cases. She's definitely one of the people who I can count on having like a good conversation about it, not just... um, a yeah, I heard about that case or this and that. We have in-depth conversations we've had. I mean during our road trip to Yosemite we had a huge conversation about the psychology behind yeah some, you know, some of these cases. And it's very interesting. So we, you know, she offered to come and and step in for some of the some of these cases. So hopefully we can make a routine out of this. I think hopefully you'll enjoy this. Yes, We'll tag her Instagram. She sells these amazing candles. They're 100%... Uh, Soy wax. Soy wax. Yeah. And they... Gosh, they smell so, so good. So uh, that sounded like like an ad. Maybe we'll add some (laughs) intro music to that. that. Hey, word of mouth is the best marketing.
1: (laughs) I'll take it.
0: So I... Uh, I think two episodes ago, I did an episode on what could have been like the worst roommate ever situation. situation. And I am doing another kind of worst roommate situation case today. And I found this, I will say, by looking up worst roommates. (laughs)
1: I thought you were going to talk about the episode you did from the guy in Vancouver because I'm still emotionally oh um, like re-raveling myself back together after you cover that, that story. Is... I went to so many people and I was like, do you know about this? Right? If you don't know about it, you need to know about so it. Here is us. the link to the podcast. Yeah. You, <laughs> If you want to ruin your day, please go yes, listen right? to this episode. It is awful.
0: And I'll... Um, the. I, what I put on the Patreon was the 20 pages that we know of his diary. Oh and I think God. I told you I had to like re record it because, like, the first run through, I literally physically could not get through
1: it. So it was horrific. Oh man. Unimaginable. That was, yeah, that was the Wesley Allen Dodd story. And that was. And it's so close to home. So anything dude, that's like close to home, it just. Seriously. Heightens the emotion yeah. when you hear a story and you're like, what the. Fuck.
0: Yeah. Because uh, you can see the places or you know people that live through that, like Kim, you know, she'll just, but anywho's, yeah, that one sure. that one will definitely fuck up your day. So <laughs> if you haven't listened to Wesley Wesley Allen Odd case and somehow you jumped to this one, go back. They're not related, but <laughs> just go back and listen
1: yeah, to that one. You must.
0: Okay, so I myself had a terrible roommate in college. My freshman year of college had a roommate who um she'll never listen to this podcast I'll put it kind of on blast so I don't care um <laughs> air it out yeah she had an inappropriate relationship with a faculty member that Classic. was closely related to why we were there at school <laughs> can I say all that sure yeah. okay <laughs> I was oh man I was so young I was 17 when I went to college I was away from home I was, you know, I'm from Arizona. I'm over here in Oregon. It was an overall terrible situation. After that uh, situation happened, because of that, I got moved to another dorm with another roommate who, it was uh, another unpleasant situation. Um, So my first semester, the first half of my freshman year, I went through three roommates, so I Dang. felt like I might have been an issue. you're
1: like, am I the common am denominator? I, am I
0: the issue here? Um, but I'm not. I, I mean, my second roommate, she snored so, so, so bad that my RA had to like come and get me three times out of the hall because I was sleeping in the hall oh, with oh a pillow blanket. God. It was so bad. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to wake up anyone up at like two o'clock in the morning or anything. And it was an all girl girls dorm on that side. So I was like, I can go sleep in the hall. I was like,
1: fuck it. Right.
0: So God, yeah, that was awful. This is all coming back to me right now.
1: (laughs) I can sleep through a lot of things. Snoring Snoring is is not one of them and Gosh. luckily after 12 years of being with Tyson we've gotten into a really good routine of he knows the feel of my poke and that's the cue nice. to roll over so it stops <laughs> and unfortunately one of our dogs snores just as loud as Tyson does so if you get the two of them synced up it's a pretty uh, sleepless oh, night
0: got an orchestra for only snore. myself that's terrible i yeah i have to fall asleep first yeah that's if i fall asleep first And it's not terrible. I'm fine with it. After a drinking night, we just, you know what? I'm falling asleep on the couch. Sure. Because I know i am be the snorer. Like, it's (laughs) bad. So, terrible roommates. I'm sure you guys have stories. If you have stories of terrible roommates, either in life or in college, particularly, just because, you know, there's that extra element, um, let me know what your stories are. Hopefully, and I mean, I can... Say with some certainty that you never came across a story like this as far as your your roommate story. So, this story takes place in two thousand eleven, so not too long no. ago. That's when we graduated.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So in two thousand eleven, there's two girls, um, Shanterica Madden and Tina Stewart. Shanterica and Tina did go to the same high school, but they didn't really know of each other. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably heard their names here or there, but they never crossed paths, never had the same uh, friend group or anything. Tina was a star athlete. Mm-hmm. She played basketball. And she and Terica had dreams and hopes of becoming an attorney, of becoming a lawyer. And Tina, um, she also had you know dreams and aspirations of continuing her education. And luckily, she had a full ride to school for basketball. So they ended up attending Middle Tennessee
1: State University. Oh my gosh! A girl I grew up playing volleyball with went to school there. I was just telling Tyson that she she would have been gone by then. Like, probably would have just graduated. Okay, sorry. That's random. Out of all the colleges, and it is kind of a random school. It's a small school. Wow. Okay. So
0: we. So they because. You know, the way that dorms and housing is set up, there's usually someone coordinating, putting people together, kind of like a matchmaker for dorms, right? So because these girls came from the same small town and from the same school and whatnot, even though they had different school or academic goals, they were still paired up together. Hmm. And to me, I mean, that would have been a blessing because someone in my hometown had been like, hey, what are you bringing? You know, I'll bring the other, I'll bring the fridge or whatever. They... Didn't get along great. So Shinterica was very quiet, didn't have a big group of friends. She wasn't the type to go out clubbing or anything or, you know, go out partying. And Tina, knowing that she's an athlete, I can safely assume that she probably had a bigger group of friends and whatnot in school. And Shanterica, she stayed to herself. And what she liked to do in her off time was smoke some weed. Naturally. Like one does in college. Yes. So they had a two bedroom apartment that was kind of on campus, but it's still it's school housing, but it's kind of their own apartment since I'm not attached to. Well, Brie and I went to really small schools, guys. <laughs> we
1: kind of had those at our college, though. Kind of, too. right? Like they like, they're like, they're, like the, the bigger houses. ones in the yeah, corner. Yeah. So.
0: They, they had that situation happening. They had a two-bedroom apartment, and it would happen where Shantarika would smoke in the bedroom, mm-hmm. in her bedroom, and even though she opened up a window and whatnot, if you're not being really careful, and I mean, I've heard if you put a wet towel in the door sill, um, it might not escape as much. <laughs> One might say. I don't know. where I Googled it. I promise. Um she wasn't doing all that or taking all those precautions like you would if you're trying to be all sneaky. Sure. And the smell, the aroma of smoking weed will, would eventually go into the rest of the apartment. Mm-hmm. Tina did not like this. Tina didn't like it because she felt that she would, could potentially be contact high or inhale it. And if right. she were given a test for her basketball for her basketball for her athletic scholarship then she it could fuck up everything up for her 100 percent. and so she asked apparently tina asked shantarika plenty of times like hey please don't do that you know either like do it while i'm away like away games and whatnot but like don't do it when i'm home or like go take a walk go i mean again literally (laughs) not no (laughs) heard this from a friend but I mean sometimes you could have like designated spots that you can go to.
1: Sure. Maybe one might have a car that you right. could not dr- drive right. in. Um. Go find a park. So, yeah. Or something.
0: Heard it from a friend. Also if you have toilet paper roll and uh, some dryer sheets that also might help your, your problem. But she asked her plenty of times, like, "Hey, can you can you not do that?" It sounded like maybe the first couple of times was like a, "Hey, nice, please don't do this." Right, set her down, conversation type of thing, but it kind of continued. Tina, on top of being busy with school and athletics, she also had a boyfriend. It sounds like it was a uh, boyfriend that she met at school, at middle state, and they his name was Casey, and he was also a basketball player. So you know, a little love and basketball action mm-hmm, there. Love it. And he would be over often, like a new boyfriend does, right? I mean, that's how Karen and I started. Exactly. <laughs> that's how we all Same. started. <laughs> so he was over all the time, and he was spending the night a lot, and they were spending, you know, probably every waking moment together. And Shanterica didn't like this. It's I couldn't find an actual resource that confirmed it, but there's a story out there that says that there was a time where Shantarika was in the shower. She had finished taking her shower, so turned off the water and was going to exit the shower to get a towel that was still in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. But during that short period where the water was off and she was getting ready to step out, the boyfriend opened the bathroom door thinking there was no one in there because he didn't hear water. Okay. So he caught her butt naked. And so she obviously felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. This wouldn't have happened if the boy wasn't here all the time. You know, the odds of this happening again are high because he's here all the time. So because she had been asked to stop smoking weed, now she found this wedge to say, well, I don't want the boy here. Sure. And he's not paying with helping with rent or anything. So because of the bathroom situation... Shanterica went over to, it said the office for the apartments. I can only imagine that it was like office type of RA situation. Sure. To bring up like, hey, this guy's been here a lot. He's not helping with rent. He's making me uncomfortable. And I don't think it was anything like our schools where they're like no boys allowed in the girls' dorms kind right. of thing. So they told her, they told the girls, well, you have to talk about it amongst yourselves and figure out a solution.
1: I mean, unless he was, like, consistently staying the night, they probably didn't have any rules about, like, well, unless... It's a guest. It's a guest. It's a guest. Right.
0: So the girls, uh, there was a a mediation-type meeting set up for the girls to talk about the boy, you know, spending the night and whatnot. Unfortunately, I think Tina was away at an away game. So, she couldn't make it. So, when they got back, they talked about it amongst themselves. I don't know what they finally... Agreed on. Agreed on. Sure. But a couple months later, it was spring break. So, spring break, like I said, some people might leave early, depending on their schooling and their classes or whatever, their Um, Shantyra goes planning on going home for spring break. And she thought Tina was as well. So... On the Wednesday before the um, spring break break,
1: uh-huh.
0: Shane and and a friend got together, her friend Renee, Renee Reese, and they decided to hang out. They met up after classes at around 3 p.m. that evening or that afternoon. They went and got some food at the school cafeteria. They then went to an ice cream shop, caught some ice cream, and then they met up with the plug. And they got a little baggie of weed. Mm-hmm. From there, they went to a convenience store and they bought some. They didn't say the brand, but I'm just gonna call them Swisher sweets. Sure. Again, Googled it. <laughs> just kidding. I'm. I don't know why I'm like hiding it. Like it's like I'm not an adult living in Oregon. But I know, may or may not, got
1: some blunt wraps. My
0: supervisor <laughs> might be listening to this, and if that's the case, go ahead and test me. But, <laughs> but, um, to, so shout out to my boss. I know she listens.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks You're for welcome. your support. And so yeah, they went and got some blunt wraps. Blunt wraps. And I know that they were strawberry flavored because
1: not yeah, the worst.
0: Right, not the worst, but grape is better. Um, and they went back to the apartment. They were just planning on hanging out. They said that they got home. And this is right now, this is Renee's account of what happened that evening. Okay. So the
1: friend. The friend,
0: right. Uh, to Shanterica, she was known as Nene because okay. her name is Renee. They got home, they got to the apartment, and they started watching TV. They were watching 106 and Park, which, I mean, yeah, it's middle of the afternoon in 2011. So, yeah. 100, 106 and Park, and they were just watching TV. They were hanging out. They got the munchies, so they were eating some granola bars and some Sunny D, which is, like, classic, classic so college classic. food. <laughs> Surprised it wasn't raw ramen. Um and so they were hanging out, they were eating that, and then all of a sudden, um, okay, so just sorry, let me break it down, they got home, they watched TV, while they're watching TV, Shantarika prepares the blunt, she opens up the Swisher suite, she takes out the innards, so if you don't know, a seat suite is tobacco, that's how it's sold, so you have to take out the tobacco, and then roll the weed in it to make your weed blunt. <laughs> <laughs> your
1: smoking device. You're
0: smoking your your weed cigarillo. <laughs> <laughs> so they rolled a blunt. They're smoking, they're eating, etc. They're having a good time. I couldn't find confirmation of this, but in one source it did say that they were having a grand old time. They were smoking out in like the public area, like the living room okay. part of the house. And Shantarik was also in the process of doing laundry at this point because she was getting ready for spring break to go home with some clean clothes. So I think they were walking through the house with the blunt. So it was like spreading
1: the smell everywhere. Also not as inconspicuous when it's wrapped in a flavored wrapping. And they
0: did that because um, when they got to the apartment, the house was dark. There was no lights on, and the room to Tina's, the door to Tina's room was
1: closed. Okay. So they
0: thought no one was home. Sure. They thought they two, the two of them, were there alone, and, and this is probably due to the girls having this bad blood between them and not communicating. Like, hey, I'm going home this day. I'm not leaving till this day, etc. They were laughing, smoking, eating, and apparently. Again, this is, I couldn't pack this up with more than one resource, but potentially the girls were shit-talking about Tina. Got it. Loudly. Sure. Because they thought they were home alone. Of course. So, they were talking shit, and I never, I've never been a huge Twitter fan.
1: Me you, either. I was never. No.
0: I think it missed us, you know, yeah. by, like...
1: I'm kind of the glad, glad they missed me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm not interested.
0: And so while they're sitting there, they hear a knock on the door. The front door? On the front door. Okay. A cop knock. It was a cop. It was campus security. And Renee, at this point, I can safely say she's probably high. She's really high.
1: It's probably safe to say that. Probably
0: safe to say so at this point, she kind of runs off into Tina's room like, oh, shit. Like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> not me, right? <laughs> and so Shantarika opens the door, and there's this campus security that says, hey, we got a call that it's, you know, that there's probably people smoking weed in here. What's going on? And so I'm sure it's probably obvious when he opened the door, when she opened the door. And there was still... The insides of the sister sweets. It was already in a small garbage bag, and there was only a roach left okay. left of the blood. And the cop said, "Well, flush." And then at that point, Renee came back out of the bat of uh, Chanterica's room, and at that point, Tina came out of her room, which is the first time that Chanterica and Renee were aware made aware that right. she was there. So, now the three girls are there, and the cop is there at the door. So, they're like, all we have left is the roach. So, he went over and asked Renee, because she was closest to the roach, to go flush the roach. So, I mean, kind of doing his job, you know?
1: Like, yeah, I, kind of doing so them a solid, because I can assume <laughs> yeah. that in 2011, that was definitely not legal in Tennessee.
0: no. Not even close. Not even close. And on a college campus. Yeah. So he watches her flush the roach. And then the inside of the swisher that's in the garbage can, like a little pail. But he says, let's throw all that out. Because I mean, it's tobacco, but I can see where he's going with this. So sure. he's like, let's just get rid of all the bad stuff that's in the room. So at that point... Very calmly, he escorts Chantarica, who has the garbage bag with the Swisher sweet stuff, down to the dumpster for the apartments. Once they're, when she throws it away, um, I don't know to what extent he said, like, he will be in touch with you or this is a write-up or anything mm. like that. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But he lets her go. So she is now coming back to the apartment. At this point, uh, Renee said that she's In Chantarica's room, with the door closed, not locked, but closed. So she's sitting in Shantarika's room. And she hears what only could have been Shantarika come back in to the apartment. And then hears knocking on Tina's door. I'm assuming they're on the same hall. And what Renee says is that it doesn't seem... Anywhere as near as like the type of knocking that the cop did, it was just like, Hey, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you, kind right, of knock, sure. right? And so she, did
1: you hear us talking all that shit <laughs> about you when we were in the living room? So that's room? right, so that's
0: <laughs> what exactly was gonna happen. So Tina opens the door, there's no mixed uh scenarios other than we know Tina actually opened the door so there was no, like, busting down the door to her bedroom or anything. Tina voluntarily opened up her bedroom door and that's when at first it wasn't yelling but it was strong conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, why the hell did you call the cops on me? And then Tina, and this is all very loosely, right? Because we only have one version of this. But... Tina said something like, well, you didn't tell me you were going to go to campus, you know, admin and tell them about my boyfriend being over. So why do I have to give you a fair warning when I've told you to stop smoking in the house and you are smoking in the house? So then they start yelling. And from Renee's version, she hears someone say, don't push me or don't push me like that. I've listened and watched the entire um, portion of Renee being on the stand trying to recall this. And even though she was friends only with Shantarika and not so much with Tina, mm-hmm. she couldn't recognize whose voice it was that said that. Odd, but Which is okay. strange, but you're high too. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, but she was high. So, and she she's behind, like, a door in a hallway at this point. They're kind of both just yelling. And she hears a scuffle. Renee hears a scuffle, and she kind of hears a thud. And at that point, she, so at 6.07, she makes a call to one of her friends, Carlicia. She has her cell phone with her, so she calls her friend Carlicia, like, Shit's blowing up over here. Can you come get me? I need to get a ride. I don't think there was like Uber at that point Mm -hmm. or maybe. But anyway, so she just called a friend. She did have plans that night too. She had like a band uh, concert to go to herself that night. Okay. I don't know if she was performing, but it sounded like that. And so she called Carlicia. Didn't tell her much other than like, I need a ride. I need a ride right now. I'm over at Shintyargas. And again, the door is closed to Shantarika's room, then she hears um, Shantarika come over into the door, and she sees blood on Shantarika's arm. She said it wasn't an alarming amount of blood, it looked like maybe there was a scratch or a cut on her arm, Okay. so she thought it was from the scuffle, from the fight, and Shanterica said, we gotta go, we gotta go right now. And she's like, well, I'm trying to leave. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you talking about? She's, like, gathering her purse together from the room and whatnot. And she sees that Chanterica has, like, a, a bag, a trash bag that she's, like, stuffing. She goes back over towards Tina's room, and she's stuffing, like, a blanket in it. And she, at that point... She's like, I'm I'm leaving, Renee. Right. Like, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm not waiting for you. <laughs> N- no, no, ma'am. Like, I'm out of the situation. And on her way out, um, she's like, Well, where's Tina? What happened? And she's like, Oh, she left. And it's like, what? It's like that quickly? Yeah. And she's like, I'm, you know, I'm high. I want to get the fuck out of the situation. So she runs out. She goes out, and then the first thing she said, it's already a little bit darker at this point. So there is a funeral home behind the apartments that she knows is well lit. There's a funeral party. What do you call that? (laughs) Just a funeral happening? Get together, leaving at that point. So there's some people in the
1: parking lot. (laughs) A funeral fiesta? Just, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a funeral feast. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so there, there's
0: some people in the parking lot, but she goes and waits at the stoop of this place because she's like, it's well lit. I'm waiting for my friends here. She calls a couple other friends trying to get a ride just as fast as she can and get out of there. Somewhere between her leaving and waiting for friends, she does make a 911 call. Because on her way out of the apartment, she glanced into Tina's room, who had the door cracked open and she saw only the leg though, of Tina on the ground
1: laying okay. down.
0: She doesn't recall if she would have if she would have said it was like motionless. Mm-hmm. but she knows that her leg was like laying down on the ground.
1: She saw a human leg, her friend had blood on her, and she's shoving things into a trash bag.
0: Of a person who just... Someone just told you left. Right. So... Right. No. So she called the cops. Yeah. She called the cops and asked to remain anonymous, but said that someone needed to go to the apartment and check things out. By that time, um, Shanterica came down and... I believe, threw the bag of with the blanket and whatnot into a dumpster and then met up with Renee over at the funeral home. And she's like, What are you doing? I was like, She's like, I'm waiting for a ride. <laughs> I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. When the friend pulled up, Chantarica asked if she could have a ride too. And the friend was like, Fuck no. Yeah. Hell no. No. No, no. I'm here for that friend. You're not getting in mm-hmm. this car, especially when she's trying to get the hell out of your place. Yeah. And so, um, Renee left with her friends and went home and whatnot. And at that point, Shantarika, oh, sorry, before she left, she, uh, Renee saw that Chanterica had Tina's phone coming, uh, peeking out of her shirt because she's well endowed in the chest area. And so she had one phone and one, and one side on one bra, Sorry, one side of the bra. Yeah. And her own phone on the other side. Sure. And then when Shantarika saw that Renee had noticed that, she shoved it down even further. Like, don't look at it type of situation. Like, don't, because she realized that that she doesn't normally have two cell phones, so one of them had to have been Tina's. So Renee leaves, and and Shantarika at that point goes back up to the apartment. And Casey is blowing up Tina's phone, trying to call her. And I'm going to pause there before I go forward on this story. From the time that Tina decided she was going to call the cops to the time that the cops showed up, she was putting posts on Twitter saying, oh, let me see if I can get them...
1: Oh man, yes, please. Yeah,
0: she was posting.
1: Also, like, why are you trying to hide someone else's phone in your bra if you know that some shit went down? Like, I get it, you guys smoked, you're making, maybe not making the most sensible decisions right. at that point, but I would have, like, tucked that in the couch cushion or broken it. Some, yeah, something, turn it on. Something completely. Not visible.
0: Not yeah. So one of them is um the first one. It doesn't say time, but it does say that they're all March 2nd. So okay. this is the day that it happened. So the first one is that host snitched. So I called the Popo's because that bitch smoking weed. Ha <laughs> ha evil laugh. <laughs> That's the first tweet that she put okay. out. And so that was assumingly right when she called the police. Right. And then another one that says, I just called the police on my roommate. I feel like a snitch, but I don't like this bitch. So she was tweeting this stuff. Right. So I'm assuming her boyfriend probably saw that and was trying to call her like, hey, what happened? Of the police coming over? You know, what was the situation like? So he was blowing up her phone. So Shantirica goes back up to the apartment. And at this point, Tina is in the room. And I'll come back to that. But um, she is getting her wet clothes out of the dryer because they're not done yet. Putting them all in the trash bag um, to get out of the apartment. Uh And I'm not sure what all happened, but it it was about 45 minutes from the time that Renee first called her friend to get her out so like right when the fight happened okay yeah to when the boyfriend showed up okay and he was at the door he said where's tina and Shanterica says oh she left and so he kind of does like a half turn out half turn come back in i'm pushing through that door type of situation mm-hmm. and he goes straight to her room and she, and Genterica says that all she sees is, is him going straight to the ground, yelling, like, well, what'd you do? What's happening? Call 911. Call the police. Call the police. Because she was still breathing, kind of, at that point when he showed up. Oh,
1: wow. And that's 45 minutes. Yes. And so she
0: said that at that point, she got scared. Ran out the door, dropped her bag with stuff, and just ran out. Ran downstairs into the parking lot, and there was because of the first phone call that Renee made to the police. The police were just showing up, and um, Casey took out after her running because he was not gonna let her get away either for questioning or figure out what the hell happened. Right, he lost her a little bit because the parking lot's a little it's dark at this point. But with the, with he gave chase, and the police eventually caught up to her, and they sat her down, and that was it. So, come to find out, apparently, she was texting some people back from Tina's phone. Okay. Saying, like, oh, I'm just busy, and I'm, you know, I'm not available right now. So, she was already covering up. 100%. Very, so here is, and I listened to the entire interrogation of Shantarika, um, the night, the same night that this all happened. So this all happened around, you know, 6 o'clock in the evening and she was in the interrogation room by 7. It happened very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Shanterica's first version of what happened is this. She knocked on the door after she had come up from the dumpster with the officer and was asking her, you know, why'd you do this? And she said that. She said that Tina pushed her out of her room, so like into the hall, uh-huh. which to me is like she pushed you out of the room. So you will, you on purpose came back in towards the room. Yeah, so you were continuing the escalation. Uh-huh. And she said that they had a physical fight and that they were just mad at each other. And she got a couple scratches from her, and then she went to Renee. And said, let's get out of here. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And then she was packing up. She went down to see where Renee was at the funeral home. And she said she left the door kind of ajar. To Tina's room? To the whole apartment. Okay. Because she didn't have her keys on her. Gotcha. And she said that, so she thinks that there was possibly a man who she's seen come around two or three times before asking for Tina so she said that while she was down by the funeral home with Renee, that this unknown man came upstairs, specifically to Tina's room, through the apartment into Tina's room, must have been the one that killed her. Left in those five minutes, then she showed back up, and that's when Casey showed up. <laughs> and that's that's her story, and she was sticking it, sticking to it.
1: Sounds unlikely, Miss. Yeah, sounds. And And then
0: the detective that was interrogating her was so, so calm and was breaking it down to her. Like, do you want to live with this lie for the rest of your life? Do you want to be the person who, you know, goes down with a lie like this? Tell us what really happened. So there is a 45 minute video of the entire interrogation. The first 5 minutes is her giving us this bullshit story. 30 minutes of that is the cop just hammering but in the gentlest way. Like we need to hear the truth.
1: Yeah, like laying on a gentle guilt trip, but yeah, like yes. let's let's be let's, let's be, be realistic a, yeah. about this. Okay.
0: He's like, so, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, so you, you're trying to tell me and convince me that in those five minutes, this random serial killer came into the room right after you'd had a fight. And so, so he spent like 30, 35 minutes just laying it on, just like, guilt tripping. Here's what's going to happen. You owe it to her parents. You're going to feel better if you mm-hmm. tell me the truth. And the last five minutes is her saying what actually happened, which was still with some possible untruthfulness in there. So she's saying that the door, she knocked on the door, they were arguing, they got into a physical fight, and that at that point they were in Tina's room. And there was a knife, for some unknown reason, on the bed of Tina's bedroom. And she stabbed Tina once in the chest. And left her there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Left her there. And we know now that, I mean, 45 minutes passed by the time that ambulance or anyone got sure. there. Sure. So, and I mean, at that point when Casey got there, she was still possibly had some breath in her. Mm-hmm. So had medical attention been given, there's possibly, there could we don't know.
1: You don't know, but 45 minutes is a long time for one to lay there and bleed, especially when they've been stabbed in the chest. You got your lungs, you got, I mean... Yeah, all the things. Vitals. Yes.
0: And so she finally gave the truthiest version that she could about what happened. We don't know. She's saying that the knife was just in there. We don't know. That's what she's saying happened. Um, She at least put the knife in her hand and said about the stabbing
1: Uh
0: after the entire trial um which i thought would be better quality on youtube (laughs) it's it's really bad quality even though it's 2011 but i still watched it all yeah she eventually got um 25 years in prison uh, for first degree murder and four years consecutive um with that a first degree murder for tampering with evidence, for moving the blanket, for disposing sure. the knife and whatnot. Uh, look, Renee was not charged with anything, she was not really involved. Um, they did grill her about what she did and didn't see, what she did not didn't hear. Uh-huh. Um, she was grilled about, you know, had Shanterica actually been acting in self-defense this is a question that stuck with me the defense lawyer asked renee so had it been your friend shantarika yelling out like she's stabbing me or she's you know, attacking me call the police right would you have recognized her voice and would you have helped her friend out and i think renee's state at the time was panic mm-hmm. probably because there's people fighting they just got done with the police and she's high
1: right so i don't know but it it just seems odd because it it had to have happened so quickly yeah like so even if quickly. i was high i couldn't imagine just sitting yeah. in my friend's room hearing them have an argument. And a potential scuffle, and to not have at least opened the door to defend my friend, or to, like keep an eye on things. Exactly. So, yeah. not saying that she should have gotten any, it. Yeah, it's it's oddly convenient yes. that she didn't See witness anything. more. Yeah, or doesn't have more to say about it.
0: Yeah. Especially with the leg, like seeing yes. Tina there or somebody laying on the ground after you heard a scuffle. I would have opened the door like, are you Are you good? Yeah, <laughs> something.
1: That fish isn't gone. She's right there. I see her leg. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't run anywhere. Shantarika, are you
0: that high? Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean she left? So, unfortunately, Shantarika, it, you know, her aspirations of becoming a lawyer, I think those are... I mean, technically, she probably still could. I don't know I that mean, a law firm would take her on if she wanted to continue her education after she got out. But I would
1: think it unlikely. I'm yeah. sure she could pursue that yeah. degree if she no, wanted
0: probably to. probably not. Um, so Tina passed away uh, yeah. that night in the hospital. And they, um, yeah, she got 25 years for that.
1: With any possibility of parole, or it you know, was just like a set... I think it's just a set, a set 25, 25. it's
0: first degree, I think. And I didn't they see did give her about, first degree. Yeah.
1: Interesting. It degree.
0: So it wasn't manslaughter. Right. Or
1: they didn't, they didn't buy her self-defense, but... Sure. I mean... I mean, I probably wouldn't have either. I would have to listen to, you know, like the whole um, court thing. Yeah. To determine, like first degree if it was premeditated you know what I mean I
0: don't know how many okay so if it's self-defense guys well first of all always always know that you're being recorded in an interrogation room <laughs> always always even if you're innocent maybe call a, call a lawyer yeah or ask for some assistance yes uh, but I mean personally if it's self-defense I am saying exactly what happened right off the bat for sure I'm not going to try and hide it by saying maybe someone else did it. That is suspicious. And hiding bloody blankets. Right. Hiding the weapon, the knife, because she threw out the knife too.
1: Yeah, like where did that knife come from? Is it a pocket knife? Was it one of their kitchen knives? It sounded like it was a kitchen knife, so
0: I don't know. And see, that's where I wish... Renee was out and would have seen more. Right. Because I don't know if Shantirica came into the house, went to the kitchen first, knocked on the door with a knife in hand. Exactly. Or for some odd reason, and, I mean, this has happened where you can't find scissors, you bring in a knife to open up a package or something into your room or right. something.
1: Maybe she's cutting up an apple. She's right. having a snack. Oh well, yeah,
0: that's that too. So I don't know the size, the type of knife that it was. Um, that was apparently, supposedly, in Tina's room, Mm -hmm. I mean, the possibility is there. There is, you know, like you said, she could have been cutting up some fruit or something or opening up a package. But it's odd. It's just very odd. It is very odd. Unless she had it there to protect herself, but it never had gotten violent before. Sure. So... Yeah, there is a possibility that Shane and Erica came in knocking with the knife in hand. And that's why maybe Tina had initially pushed her and said, you know, get out or whatnot. So, yeah, it's a weird situation. Either way, don't lie if it's self-defense. <laughs> don't make it worse <laughs> for yourself. Point. Don't make it worse. So, yeah, that's the story of, I mean, worst college roommate ever. Yeah.
1: I think that is definitely both ways. Top, both ways. Both ways. I mean, everyone has beef. If you made it all the way through college yeah. and didn't have one poor roommate yeah. experience, like you are one lucky individual. Seriously? Because I think we've all had one roommate from hell who we don't speak to, and God no, are fine never speaking to God, ever no. again. But I couldn't imagine having had. Any of my situations escalate to the point no. of a knife being pulled. I mean, I went and slept in the hall because yeah. I didn't want—I
0: didn't want to get there. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, go sleep out in the hall. Or go go sleep find in another the hall, friend to or sleep just with.
1: Switch roommates three times in your first semester. College. My God, seriously?
0: <laughs> seriously, I. You know what? We went to a school that was... My first school, guys, was um, 300 people total. (laughs) So the the pickings were slim. Yeah. For freshmen, I mean, I think we had, like, 50 or 60 freshmen. And, yeah, slim pickings, jam-packed rooms. Unless someone left in the middle of the year, there wasn't any moving. And, yeah, that's, that's something, but... At least we never had situations like this, or we always had roommates that were totally fine with us coming home smelling like uh, dryer jar <laughs> sheets. And I hope none of the admins listen to this because I'm like, damn it, you lied. Yeah, um, right? You believed it, so.
1: <laughs> I think I only had like one true roommate from hell, and it was my first year in college, this girl obviously was not taught like any life skills before oh. her mom let, let her out of the house, and she let her out to society. She <laughs> let her out of out of the cage, um, and she was so. I don't want to say like unkept because that makes it sound like she was a dirty person. She really wasn't, but she had made dinner for herself one night. A couple days later, I'm like. What the fuck stinks so bad in our apartment? And my girlfriend, Casey, that you met the other night, we were living together with this other girl. And so we went digging around and she had made shrimp three nights before, put all of the shells in a, like, plastic grocery bag. And instead of putting the bag in the trash can that's, like, the first thing you see when you open the door, it was behind the the trash can? Just for later. For later. Shrimp for soup compost. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, this dirty bitch. You really what didn't put hell? it in the trash can? So this is probably the meanest thing I've ever done in my life, but I took that bag of shrimp shells and I went and put it on her bed. Breathe. <laughs> like, that's not where that goes. And this is also not where it goes. So this is going to, you're going to learn <laughs> I'm not a mean person, you guys, <laughs> no, and I know I that probably say, doesn't sound the mean as people have <laughs> ever met. <laughs> many people, but I was so flabbergasted. It was, like, it was like it was like you purposefully pulled out the trash can Ooh. to then put the shells behind the trash can, shrimp? and then put and no. I mean, come on, guys, that's awful. seafood. Yeah, seafood. I love it. Yeah, but no, not at room no. temperature for no, three days. No, 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 no thank no. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ugh. but there's no stabbing involved so it's fine is that mount hood Mount Hood. Yeah. yeah dang and we are on the same volleyball team together so we had oh, to learn how to oh, yeah oh so, my god love roommates love roommates
0: glad we found our forever roommates i know because... <laughs> i
1: will never i'm so glad to not have a roommate anymore yeah no and even as adults we've both had roommates yes in this, um and I've had some awesome adult roommates. You know, most of them yep. are still very, very, very good friends. But it's just nice. I It's just nice only sharing your space with your yeah. significant other. Yeah. You and your dogs. It. Yeah. Those damn dogs. Those damn dogs. Seriously.
0: <laughs> Alright, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us on this worst roommate um trip. We got to rub this on our worst roommates too. So let us know if you have crappy roommates. Had, have, whatever. Put them on blast. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't kill some, them. Yeah,
1: don't kill them. <laughs> don't kill them. But we want to hear your stories.
0: Alright. Thank you. What the hell am I saying? Alright. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.